Blog Talk Radio. The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report TV and Radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Salutations and greetings, meathead. When was the last time anybody used a salutation at you? Uh, it was probably in the course of some type of a Christmas song or a New Year's song. I think that something has salutations in that one of like a, a classic Christmas song. California knows how to salutate. California. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That was oh, the. Uh, that was that was the uh, that was the, the original version. They actually uh, took salutations out of California Love, but that was actually one of the uh, early rough drafts of uh, California Love. That I believe salutations yeah, was in the chorus. Salutations. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was supposed to be a grammar song, apparently too. I thought. Mm-hmm. Salutations is how to address salutations. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how I learn things, folks. I make them into really bad. Bad, bad rap songs. Bad meat. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to PWR Reaction. We're talking about the Nitro, <coughs> the night after Spring Stampede 97. Now, Matthew, last night at Spring Stampede, in the main event, and again, this cannot be emphasized enough, Macho Man Rainy Savage, yeah, falls victim to the Diamond Cutter. Your winner, clean in the main event, Diamond Dallas Page. Again, <coughs> what does this do for DDP's career? Oh, I think it, it puts a rocket on his back. That was a big deal. Um, you know, let's not look let's not look past that. That was a uh, and notice the pacing of that too. The placing the placement of that match it was the main event, the last match to go on against Macho Man Randy Savage. So um as of right now uh, it seems like DDP is absorbing a lot of that momentum that the whole NWO angle has carried. I mean, it's they've run roughshod pretty much over everybody, and it it hasn't really been used to elevate any new stars up until last night. Would you say <clears> – excuse me, folks, I'm dying here. Would you say that DDP is getting the comeuppance? of all the attention that the NWO has. So, I mean, there's got to be an ebb and flow. If the NWO has been the ebb for almost an entire yep. year, would DDP be the flow? Yeah, and, and honestly, I think the pacing is about right, too, because the crowd wants it now. It wasn't always the case with the NWO. NWO, the cool bad guys for so, so long, if you paced it at the wrong time, um, it, the the audience might not have bought the person to take them down, but – I think they've carried it out long enough. DDP has gotten over enough that the crowd is ready for the uh, the baby face to get the hot tag. So to speak. Oh, yep, and it is time for the hot tag, and let's hot tag it right to Monday Nitro. And the reason we led with last night's main 
is that's the talk. It's all the talk tonight as we get into Nitro. And a um, little heat between Bischoff and Savage, a little heat between the NWO brothers. Nash is hot. I mean, where's Scott Hall? Scott Hall hasn't been there for how many weeks now? Uh, they are busting apart at the seams. It's a combination of greed, ego, and lust for power, according to Larry Zabisco. Opening match tonight, Conan and Hugh Morris defeat Alex Wright and Psychosis. Um, one team makes sense. One of these teams doesn't make sense. The team of Alex Wright and Psychosis? I mean, I understand Conan and Hugh Morris, you know, uh, Dungeon of Doom, but, dude, Alex Wright and Psychosis? I mean, was Psychosis one of the uh, also-rans, like a uh, honorable mention for the beach gimmick when they were, you know, pumping up who was going to be on the beach? I mean, could you imagine Psychosis out there going, Odele, look at me, with his mask on as he's on the beach? Yeah, yeah. Now that's, I think he, uh, I think when they do it again, when they have that second variation this upcoming summer, I think he definitely, he's he's definitely going to be there. But yeah, again, I have to go back with one of my grievances about WCW right now. There's just a lot of matches on the card, unfortunately, that just, they, they don't matter. This match is, this is not a tag team. This is not a tag team division match where you have the Dungeon of Doom beating another established tag team in this two-hour format, uh, man, there's a lot of, I don't want to call it necessarily filler, but there is a, there are a lot of matches that don't necessarily serve a purpose. You don't have many quote-unquote typical jobber matches, like, you know, you have just the generic jobbers getting knocked off, but like we've talked about before, you have a lot of your in most cases, veteran talent that's on the card that when they're out there, you know they're doing the job for somebody, and then you have a lot. It seems like in the tag team division, have a lot of these scenarios where, man, that's just not really doing anything for anybody. It's honestly a bloated roster, and that's what you get. Is yep. You get a bunch of people so you can get them on TV. Uh, you get these tag matches. While it was a solid match, and Hugh Morris and Conan look solid you know, as a team, and they're good work together. What was the point of uh, right after Hugh Morris gets the no laughing matter for the win, Conan went and destroyed Psychosis with a cradle DDT and wanted a three count as well. Was he? Was there a mix up? Was he supposed to get the three count? And goes, no, no. Say I'm getting a three count as well. <laughs> Pin him. Put, count him too. Is that what happened? Uh, it's quite, quite possible. Quite possible. Now, you know, I, I take back what I just said. If this is to get us to Conan versus Psychosis, I actually think. That would be a pretty decent little uh, singles feud there. You know, if you're using this as a jumping-off point, you know, to give us that, I'm okay with it. But um, you know, there's got to be some some end game there. There you go. Uh, and again, all night long, we're going to get stills and just recaps from the Spring Stampede last night. Our first one was from Medusa and Okoto uh, match. Now, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeats Lord Steven Regal by disqualification when Regal refuses to break that Regal stretch. You dastardly bastard, you. Uh, Regal destroys the Cruisers again. Your thought on uh, Regal just blown through. And, you know, during this match, too, uh, they they get word that an AMW is arrived backstage and they see the cut to Hogan, Dibioff, you know, Bischoff, Dibioff, and Vincent walking in. Uh, and then they go back and forth, and then, you know, different entrances, and it's like there's a split in the NWO. Your thought on one, Regal destroying uh, Ray Ikea, 
uh, and uh, two, the NWO entrance showed inside this match. Um, I liked. I like what they're doing with Regal. I, this was more believable than it was a few weeks ago where he just destroyed six people. Uh, that was a bit much, but you know this was this was pretty believable. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I think we also got I, I don't I don't know if it was it was a cut in of some sort, I think, in the first match too. Um, yeah, again, another grievance I've got with WCW. you've got to they just have such a habit of NWO, NWO, there's something more important going on now. So these guys on the mid-card that are wrestling, oh, we've got to talk about the NWO, go backstage to cut in, not just to video, but to actual audio of the NWO. I didn't like it. I think it is one of my biggest problems with WCW now is that there is a there is an extraordinary amount of attention put on the main event. That's fine. If you want to have the main event in an opening segment, in the middle of the show segment, in a closing segment, that's fine. But what they do, instead of structuring it like that, they open up with a random tag match, and you've got your normal matches there, but they consistently cut away from it to basically make the viewer think, okay, well, we're just going to put this on the back burner. There's more important stuff going on now. I do not like it, and I think it's one of the biggest things that BCW is doing wrong now, because when it comes time to elevate that talent, you've been preconditioned the audience that they don't really matter or they're not as important as what Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan are doing. Right. Now, um, again, all throughout the night, we're going to get stills. This time it was from the chaotic tag team title scenario uh, backstage. Now, Nash informed everyone that Hall is not here. Well, we kind of knew that was going to happen. And I'm wondering when is the time we're going to see Hall. I don't know if we're going to see Hall at all. Um, uh, footage from the <laughs> the world premiere. Now, what's the correct term for a movie that's debuting? The world premiere, right? The red carpet world mm-hmm. premiere. Later on tonight, I mean, <laughs> just keep that in mind, folks. World premiere, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, starring Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. They did that in Chicago. You see shots of Hollywood Hogan chatting it up with the stars of the movie and some enthusiastic NWO fans, of course. Uh, and then <laughs> Hot Rod, Dennis Rodman, uh, a little shot at Ric Flair that said that everything is involving diamonds and money and gold's the color of money and diamonds. Ric Flair, I got something for you, baby. Woo! Dennis, what are you on? I understand you don't have to have any physical contact tonight, so what are you on? Is it a mix of painkillers and alcohol? What are you on? Because it was incoherent babble. Absolutely babble. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Kevin Sullivan um, has a nice, shiny new bathrobe. I mean, seriously, I feel he stole that from like a five-star Hilton. <laughs> it did not look like a plush bathrobe from a five-star yeah, Hilton. Yeah, that's pretty that was pretty fancy. And Kevin had to have known the night before that he was working tonight, you know, because how sometimes he comes out and <laughs> it's like he just got done painting the toilet or something. Uh-huh. Um, he had his hair combed and pulled back into a ponytail tonight. Mm-hmm. No, Kevin he had an advanced announcement. That was, that was pretty fancy. Kevin Sullivan defeats Hector Guerrero, by the way, folks, for those that don't know, Hector Guerrero, brother to Eddie Guerrero, uh, and that's the reason why he's in this match. A weird thing happened last night. Now, was it last night at Spring Stampede that Kevin Sullivan just gave Eddie Guerrero the US, U.S. title and said, here, and they left? It was just odd. Now, you yep, know, the, yep. the word was the championship committee said, oh, we found the belt, and we just gave it back to Dean Malenko. 
Okay. Glad to see Dean's protecting the belt. Good job, Dean. Your thoughts on the uh, Kevin Sullivan-Hector Guerrero match? You know, it was what it was. I like the transition into them having him up against Hector tonight. I can point out it was Eddie's brother. Um, here's the thing. I think I, I think the Kevin Sullivan-Jacqueline scenario is really over. The crowd absolutely eats it up when Jacqueline starts attacking the uh, Kevin Jackie. Sullivan's. Uh, Trust me. Yes, Miss. Kevin Sullivan's writing in on that because it's Jackie. Yep. And, I mean, that's. That is, it's absolutely fantastic. So this has actually been a pairing that, um, you know, you got to be careful. I mean, this guy's going to be a face before too long the way the the audience responds to her. There's no way that incoherent babble that comes out of Kevin Sullivan will be made for a face wrestler. (laughs) No way. I just got done, I just got done painting the kitchen cabinets and staining the lacquer. Now here's Jackie. (laughs) There's no way. <laughs> all right, the, uh, like I said, stills all night. It's Horseman, <laughs> public enemy from last night, and they uh, come back. Here comes the NWO. Now everybody's coming out again. They're intentionally showing you that they're separate in the ring. Macho Man, um, did we get uh, clarification why Macho's on the crutches with a cast on his foot? What happened? There? No, no, it was never explained tonight. Did he break his foot off in someone's ass? Quite possible. Quite possible. Uh, DBS, he starts it off and says he's not one to beat it around his bush. Wait a minute. What time did this air? Because that was a little <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, says, look, brother, I was in Chicago last week at Dennis Rodman's grand opening of what? The Shopco? I mean, dude, it's, it's a it's a premier event. It's not the grand opening of the you know uh, uh, Dennis Rodman's uh, True Value Hardware. I mean, come on, man, pay attention. <laughs> Details, <laughs> dude. Hogan was, I think Hogan was on a little of the peyote, if you will, because uh, he seemed to be uh, mumbling up. There was another one. He said, "All right, big man, it's time for us to air our shorts out in public." Yep. Yep. What? The, I Air our yeah. shorts out. Does that mean you're going to put out your <laughs> short and curlies? Dude! <laughs> what is with you tonight? You want to see man Kevin Nash? Oh, yeah, brother. I want to see your shorts. <laughs> Long story short, uh, no pun intended, Hogan <laughs> says that if you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And big man, if you don't have a problem with a hot rod, you don't have a problem with me. Let's be family. Let's move on. Nash says that uh, he's good. None of your business. Scott Hall's not here. Your thoughts on this whole thing? I mean, Hogan had me dying. Let's air our shorts out together. What, you're going to do laundry in the nude? I mean, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know you know what I liked about this was that uh, since the advent of the NWO, it's basically been looked at as, as Hogan as the star there. But now that yeah. we're seeing, you know, Nash and, and Hogan nose to nose. I, I am really impressed with what I'm seeing on the mic from Nash, and I, it's kind of got me uh, itching for a little bit of a, of a Nash, if not a singles run, more uh, more of just Nash taking control and taking the lead here. I think that the NWO, in a lot of ways, might be kind of handcuffing Nash a little bit. This guy, I think, could really have a very prominent singles run. I, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing here, 
you know, better than than. I mean, he, he's he's out of the confines of the Diesel character. He's not Diesel. Yep. He's Kevin Nash. He's his real name. I, I think I think Kevin Nash with a, a the prominent singles run or a bigger role, a bigger promo role than he's had in the NWO. There's a lot of potential there. I'll tell you what. I don't think it's the NWO handcuffing Nash. I think it was complacency letting his little brother Scott Hall do the talking. Yeah, yeah. Scott Hall's not there, therefore Kevin Nash talks. And this is one of the first times that we really got, you know, kind of a reminder who really started the NWO. And brother, let me know. Scott Hall, NWO for life. When we said backstage that we'll bring you in, yeah, let's do this. It was Kevin Nash and Scott Hall that are the NWO, not Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He may have been brought in that night, but it was Nash and Hall. They got it all started. So uh, while I don't think it's the NWO doing it, I think it's that Scott Hall not being there allows for time for Kevin Nash to do a little more talking. So, yeah, Kevin Nash looking strong. The segment, with the exception of Hogan <laughs> thinking about Kevin Nash's pubic region, um, was a, 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 a solid segment. Uh, they go to break after this, and then uh, they hit up the announce booth to do a rundown with uh, – uh, Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now, uh, we go back to the ring. It's me and Gene Okerlund, and here comes the Nature Boy. Woo! And Nature Boy's all fired up. I mean, literally, it's like he uh, its like he had a shot of adrenaline. Because now he's like, Fire Rod! Woo! Woo! And here comes Dennis Rod, or Dennis Rodman. Here comes uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And if you remember last week, Monday night, folks, Ric Flair gave him a girl. Roddy, Piper, how was she? What is he going to tell you? That she's missionary only? <laughs> I mean, that she she went into page four, the Kama Sutra? What is he going to tell you on TV? So uh, <laughs> this was an oddball thing. Now, while you are not a fan of Kevin Green, number 91, all-pro linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, I was mm-hmm. a I was a fan of the final 30 seconds to 45 seconds them doing drop-downs and hitting each other, it was kind of funny, to be honest with you. It was like three nut jobs. And Flair looked like he didn't know what to do. He couldn't get out of the ring quick enough. (laughs) But they were hitting each other. I liked it. I wanted him to check Mean Gene. (laughs) Uh, Kevin Green. But tell me that at least this week it was somewhat entertaining. No, it was entertaining because he he looked like he was running around like a loon. So I I enjoyed it. There was some comedic value there, but I just and again, let's let us not forget last year, Mongo turned on Kevin Green and joined the Horsemen. These guys were fighting the Horsemen last year, so we still haven't heard why they have uh, been uh, forgotten. And uh, Kevin well, Mongo's Green. got other issues to run as evidence of when we get to his match. But uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, guys that, you know, look like they might fit as horsemen, let's talk Dean Malenko. Uh, He took out Chris Jericho with a kick to the face. Uh, Allegedly, uh, Malenko broke Jericho's nose tonight. Uh, Folks, Malenko, Mm -hmm. with the victory, retaining the WCW United States Championship, which was handed back to him today because he lost it. But uh, apparently a swift kick to Jericho's nose, and Jericho got a broken nose tonight. Your thoughts? Wow. Uh, no, I mean, I think these two guys work really well together, and uh, I like what you said about Malenko and the horse, but can we please trade Malenko for Mongo? 
for Mongo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. First off, High Voltage defeats Public Enemy when Rage pins Rock Rock with the released Northern Light Suplex. Okay? Anytime High Voltage came on TV, it was warning, warning. Or was it warning or danger? Is it warning or danger at the beginning of their song? It's danger. Uh, I think it's it danger. is danger, yeah. But every time I hear it, I heard, danger, danger, go to the bathroom. You don't want to watch this. That's what I keep hearing to myself in my head. Tonight you want to watch it because High Voltage, again, defeats the public enema. Are they legitimate? Have High Voltage taken a step up the ladder? Have they climbed a rung? Hey, possible. You know, I mean, I think this moves them up in the division. Maybe next week they'll be wrestling Alex Wright and Psychosis. No, next week they're wrestling public enemy in a Philadelphia street fight. And the only rules are there are no rules. Wait a minute. That's kind of a contradiction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I hate that line. The only rule is there is no rules. Rule number one, there are no rules. Rule number two, follow rule number one. It's just stupid. <laughs> All right, so Mean Gene in the ring with Public Enemy setting up the match for next week in Philadelphia. And <laughs> they're gonna, the Public Enemy said they're going to put the E in excitement in WCW. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on, let me do my math. The E... In excitement in WCW. Is the word excitement in WCW? World Championship Wrestling. No. Excitement. Is the word E in WCW? No. WCW, no, no E. No. I think even if I carry the T, no, it doesn't work that way. For those that don't know, this team was uh, a part of ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. They are from the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love which means that they're going to put them in a Philadelphia street fight. So they're going to put the E in excitement in WCW. They're going back to the roots to get a little extreme. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, uh, more stills. This time, Mysterio Ultimate Dragon match from last night. And then uh, Ikea getting his ribs taped up, but he's still planning on working tonight. Next match, Harlem Heat defeats uh, Horseman, I guess. Jeff Jarrett and Steve Mongo McMichael. Jarrett worked this match almost entirely by himself. At the end of the match, Steve Mongo McMichael comes out, tells the camera to get out of his face, tags himself in, hits about five moves, tags Jarrett in, stands there, and watches the match end. Is Jeff Jarrett diddling Steve McMichael's wife? It's possible. We need to get the payoff eventually because this thing's been going on Oh, Jeff Jarrett gets the payoff on Dibber all the time. I think they call that the money shot, my my friend. That he does. Okay, so Mean Gene in the ring with uh, Jarrett, McMichael, and Deborah. Now Jarrett says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of looking like an idiot. Well, Jeff, you only have yourself to blame on that one. Um, Let's go back to Lee Marshall and his 1-800-COLLECT. You know, I'm okay sometimes with Lee making his jokes, but when the setup is two minutes long, for the 10-second punchline. Yeah. Dude, and uh, you know you, you wrote these. I know you only get so much time on TV a week. You gotta uh, you gotta work a little smaller. This this setup was not great by any means. Did you hear this one? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a dizzy. Uh, Philly not happy with Heenan's grammatical error. He says that Bobby mentioned something about a series of small wooden. I mean, literally, I'm already bored with the setup. Small wooden houses that are used to house boats. But what Bobby should have said is Philly sure has a lot of ore houses. <laughs> Ultimate Dragon defeats Prince. 
Prince, I literally, I want to move on. <laughs> Ultimate Dragon defeats yeah, Prince IK with better the than I remembered. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, but the setup took like two TV segments. They took a commercial inside the setup. <laughs> Talking about Pet Boys or something or Slim Jim. And then came back and he was just finishing the joke. <laughs> Ultimate Dragon defeats Prince IK with a kick to the midsection to win the WCW Television Championship. We had a title change tonight. Ultimate Dragon, your new TV champion. Um, you kind of saw this coming because IK was coming in with wrapped up ribs. Your thoughts? I like the match. I mean, it was quick and to the point, and uh, every now and then Had you some see ring something like this. To it. Yeah, yeah, that just absolutely makes sense. It's not your traditional ebb and flow of a match. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I like what we saw here. So, uh, the next match, obviously, Giant makes his way out. And uh, Tony talking about last night being the defining moment for him, you know, when they had him and Luger had Harlem Heat defeated. Giant had him defeated, but he tagged in Luger to make sure that Lex Luger got the title shot and said, talk about a face move. Now, Scott Steiner heads out to take out, uh, take on the big man. Conan and Hugh Morris run out and jump him in the aisle. Giant comes out and runs off the dungeon members. Now, of course Bobby's behind it. I mean, of course Kevin Sullivan's behind it. It's it's Dungeon of Doom. Isn't Kevin Sullivan the Dungeon of Doom? Uh, Dungeon of Doom is a union shop. I mean, they're painters. They're construction workers. I mean, they're <laughs> hotel operators. They're all union guys. So, of course it is. Um, that last match gets thrown out, uh, obviously. Now, DDP, out of nowhere, unannounced, power walking to the ring, you know, because there's going to be some day he might need to learn how to do yoga and keep his muscles loose. So it's, he's power walking right now. Uh, DDP wearing a shoulder harness, uh, which has a nice bag on it. And um, DDP cuts an amazing promo. And this is why we started off with the segment from last night uh, on this show this evening, and we're wrapping up with this segment here. DDP talks about if you would ask anybody two years ago if I'd be in the main event and winning at a pay-per-view, they would have said, you're nuts. I'll tell you what, if I would have saw what happened to my wife after I got knocked out and saw what Macho did, I would have killed him. Sometimes it isn't about winning, brother. It's about getting you. Here comes the entire NWO. Hogan says that he'll take the match for Macho. And as the entire NWO comes out, repelling from the ceiling, well, actually repelling sideways and then repelling down, the man they call Sting chucks a bat in a ring. It's DDP's bat. Sting pulls out a second bat. Do you want to talk about a hot ending? This crowd ate this up. Sting, pro-WCW, DDP, pro-WCW. These two men holding off the entire New World Order. Your thoughts? I thought it was fantastic. Uh, this was a really, really great way to end. Uh, and again, just so great to see DDP there uh, with everybody on top. And the Sting, the Sting uh, surprise entrances now. I mean, the crowds are clamoring for it. He's doing a really great job there with this recreation of Sting. Yeah, and it's not Fake Sting because Fake Sting is on the team of Nash and. Oh wait, what side was Fake Sting on? Buff was on the the Nash team. Fake Sting was on the Hogan team, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Big thing was on both sides. <laughs> it doesn't really matter now, does it? Uh, the NWO needs some thinning out for sure. And I don't mean staying away from the buffet table. I mean uh, the roster's a little bloated, if you know what I mean. <sighs> yes, indeed. Boy, they're on fire right now. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama was eating this show up. Now, I don't know who yep. their booking agents are, but how are they going from Huntsville, Alabama on a Monday and going to end up in Philly next Monday? Don't you usually want to hit shows in between? <laughs> you would think. That's some traveling right there. Yep. Get the boys in a car. Four to five, four or five to a car, traveling from Huntsville yep. to uh, Philly. 
Well, from Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call needed. Make sure you're sticking around with us next week right here on PWR Now Network. Uh, we're going to be talking about more Monday Nitro as we make our way towards WCW Slamboree and the in-ring return of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Woo! For Matthew, I'm Meathead. So long, everyone. <laughs>